1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedincom people today.
2: This episode of The Bell Tell Husband produced by our sister podcast, The Indo Daily. Just a to flag, today's episode contains strong language and references to sexual assault. Today on the Indo-Daily, from Bugattis to behind prison bars.
1: Welcome to a new episode of The Clown Show.
2: This is the story of Andrew Tate, the self-proclaimed king of toxic masculinity.
1: So I think my sister is my her husband's property, yes. When a bride is walking down the aisle to marry the groom, the father walks next to her and gives her away, true or false?
2: But now Andrew Tate and his brother Tristan are in custody in Romania on charges of human trafficking.
0: Tate and his brother Tristan, along with two others, were arrested at their villa in Bucharest, the capital of Romania, accused of human trafficking, rape and being part of an organised criminal group. According to Romanian prosecutors, the Tate brothers and two Romanian citizens lured women to the country then committed acts of physical violence and mental coercion against them and force them to perform pornography.
2: The former kickboxers' beliefs include women being the property of men, traditional education is a scam, and how rape victims should take some responsibility for being attacked.
1: I was convincing yet another person to not go to university. But I often say the biggest mistake people make in their lives is traditional education. It's a waste of time, it's a scam.
2: I'm Tabitha Monaghan and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by features writer Tanya Sweeney to look at the controversial life and growing popularity of Andrew Tate and how this is becoming a problem in Ireland. Tanya, can you take us back to December 2022, Andrew Tate and his brother were arrested. Can you tell
3: me why? That's right. So Andrew and his brother Tristan and two unidentified women have been charged with human trafficking and forming an organised crime group. And, and one of them is, is also charged um, with, with rape. Um, but now, that person is unidentified because of the Romanian law. The run-up to this arrest was, was a really curious kind of situation. I mean, um, Tate had been baiting a climate change activist Greta Thunberg on Twitter, you know, detailing his, his many cars and their various emissions and all the rest of it said if you like you know send me an email address and I'll detail them even more for you you know a complete goading and uh, Thunberg wrote back i mean it wins i think a tweet that's become the most liked of all time and um, she basically wrote uh, something like yes please do enlighten me at small dick at getalife.com. and i mean twitter went berserk as you might imagine um Tate for his part uh decided on his own repast and and decided to create a, a quite a comical video in the end you know of him smoking away and wearing his his Hugh Hefner kind of smoking jacket and all the rest of it I'm not actually mad
1: at Greta please bring me pizza and uh make sure that these boxes are not recycled thank you so I'm not actually mad at Greta Right. Because she doesn't realize she's been programmed. She doesn't realize she's a slave of the Matrix. She thinks she's doing good. Someone has sat her down and convinced her to try and convince you to beg your government to tax you into poverty to stop the sun from being
3: hot. There was a situation where he had some pizza boxes, uh, which allegedly... um, you know, uh, tipped off the authorities to his location. Now, this is an internet rumor. I mean, the pizza box is thought not to be relevant, and and has been uh, intimated by the Romanian authorities. But, I mean, it, the whole thing was just a, a soap opera waiting to happen. And I think what happened was, it led a lot of people to go, "Who's this guy? Who's Andrew Tate? Why is he? Why are we hearing so much about him all, all of a sudden?" You know, uh, mainstream media were kind of straining to catch up a little bit on who he was, but the 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 fact is you know that, that younger men have, have known who he is for, for quite a long time now and especially online users in the in the TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat realms.
2: And it is as well that one of the reasons why we're talking about it today we've seen Simon Harris this week coming out and saying he's really worried about the impact that this personality Andrew Tate is having on teenage boys so it, it has actually generated this discussion which I think we'll get into a little bit more later on yeah. but he is still in custody now isn't he?
0: Tate and his brother Tristan, along with two others, were arrested at their villa in Bucharest, the capital of Romania, accused of human trafficking, rape and being part of an organized criminal group. According to Romanian prosecutors, the Tate brothers and two Romanian citizens lured women to the country then committed acts of physical violence and mental coercion against them and forced them to perform pornography.
3: He's still in custody. I mean, he did end up in court, back in court after, I mean, he was he was detained for 30 days and, um, I, I mean, there had been um, an, an attempt to arrest him in April 22. The brothers' mansion were, was raided following a tip-off from the US Embassy that there was a 21-year-old uh, American woman held there against her will. Now, they were taken in for questioning and released after they, you know, denied any wrongdoing. This time round, however, um, they are in custody. They went into court earlier this week and um, they are back in custody again and, and uh, assets belonging to Andrew Tate have um, reportedly been been seized by the Romanian authorities. So as you said a lot of what is happening now is that people are asking who is
2: Andrew Tate which I think we'll go into now. He was born in America but he was raised in the UK. Can you tell me what we know about his background?
3: Yeah so he was, he was born in Washington uh, and and raised in luton his his father is an international chess master and he actually did learn how to play chess as a as a young lad and and was actually fairly successful at it but he he he's he moved into kickboxing in 2005 and really really made a name for himself there you know he was he was a world champion in 2008 he was he was ranked seventh best light heavyweight kickboxer in Britain, you know. I mean, these are all, you know, that's that's, that's all fairly impressive, you know. And I think he he began to really sort of trade on this reputation of hyper-masculinity a little bit, you know. Um, After a while, he started up Hustlers University, Hustlers University. Hustlers University.
0: Hustlers University. Want to learn about Hustlers University? There's a bunch of rooms to go into, and those rooms have millionaire professors.
1: You are taught by a millionaire. That answer your questions, they give you everything on a silver plating. It may be impossible to not make money if you follow what they say.
3: But it's basically a platform where users pay about 43 euro a month to receive you know information on how to make money and how to protect your women and I mean I mean Tate uses all this sort of gateway language about protecting women and making a name for yourself and how to be successful and how to be rich and the the optics around him are they all play into this I mean he's he's seen around all these supercars and he, he gets photographed in private jets smoking you know Cuban cigars and you know these are all very very potent images if If you're a young guy trying to figure out your place in the world. Anyway, I mean, Hustlers University, it has closed down as of now, but it had about 127,000 in inverted commas pupils at the at the height of its operation.
2: Which is an awful lot and if that's part of the way he was making money how he also came to prominence when he appeared on Big Brother can you tell me about his that's short-lived right. experience on the program <laughs> well,
3: he, well it was very short-lived for, for you know a very specific reason he was on in, in, in 2016 on the channel 5 iteration of the show
2: Big Brother
1: we have a problem and the problem is that the others aren't even unified in the task anymore
2: do you like a challenge Andrew <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's a good question. I mean, what's my reward if if Laura ends up for nomination?
2: If you and Ryan successfully complete your mission, you will both obtain full
3: housemate status.
1: Listen, Ryan is no use to me. Ryan broke down today and started crying.
3: He was a a sort of a divisive figure within the house, but then videos started emerging and historic tweets started emerging while he was there. And I mean, the Big Brother producers had no um, choice but to remove him because, you know, this stuff was fairly inflammatory. I mean, there was uh, footage of him seemingly hitting a woman with a belt. And uh, so, you know, he was he was swiftly ejected from the Big Brother house for that.
2: And that was only the beginning of what we would see as the problematic videos that are associated now with Andrew Tate. But there are other ways other than the Hustlers University that you mentioned uh, just previously. How else has he been making his money? Because it is huge. I mean, that is part of the Andrew Tate image, isn't it? That it is this wealth. It's all the cars. It's the cigarettes. It's the houses. But how else is he making that money?
3: at the same time these are all optics do you know what i mean yeah. like i i, I mean a, a, a people grown you know a lot of people may look at uh, the the private jet and all that and understand that this is all a little bit kind of make believe you know he does he I mean he would say himself he's a trillionaire i don't know how many zeros are involved in that <laughs> but you know he he is involved allegedly in a, a cam girl enterprise you know where he um you know, women basically have sex or perform sexual acts uh, on webcams for money. So um, again, this is all likely to come out now um, in the coming weeks, that that the finer, more granular granular details, I should say, of, of, of how Tate exactly makes his money.
2: First night that I worked for him, Andrew bought me like five bottles of wine. So I got completely drunk because I'd never done webcam work. So I was very, very nervous. Then that night... We were just sitting on the bed and Andrew punched me
3: in my arm. I went to the bathroom and cried. It really, really hurt to have someone just hit me in the arm for no reason. I was very confused. Sorry. Sorry, I don't want to cry. Right now it's slightly kind of cloudy, um, and I mean, no one really knows what his full net worth is. I mean, he will tell you it's humongous, but I mean, who's to, who knows really?
2: And he isn't shy about talking about that particular side of his business. I've seen videos of him explaining exactly the light bulb moment that he had when he thought about seeing these beautiful women. And he thought mm. there has to be a way to monetize this, which in itself is problematic. But a huge part Hugely. of Andrew Tate is the media and the social media presence that he has on all these platforms. I mean, for a long time, he has been banned on them, but he's still mm-hmm. there.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he says some fairly, you know, crazy stuff that would basically get you kicked off various platforms. So I think my sister is my her husband's property. Yes. When a
1: bride is walking down the aisle to marry the groom, the father walks next to her and gives her away. True or false?
3: I mean, the reason he's been able to kind of fly so far below the radar is because he's on platforms like TikTok and Snapchat and, you know, parents, educators, the mainstream media have an idea what they are. They're not really sure what's going on within those online worlds or online realms. And, you know, like I spoke to Alex Cooney from Cyber Safety Kids earlier this week, you know, and she just said, you know, the the chasm between, you know, what parents think they know about online behavior and online activity and the reality is is fairly vast.
2: So then tell me about the actual interest in him there, because it has to be the content and what he is saying himself. Who is he most resonating with?
3: Yeah, I mean, I spoke to a teacher uh, who we'll call Catherine and she works in a in a Galway co-ed school I spoke to her for a, a piece that's running later this week and she said that you know second and third year students um you know and, and, and I suppose the thing that's it's probably fair to say that the vast majority of of male pupils in schools will find him a bit of a laughing stock, but there is a significant cohort that do take what he says as as being very sort of um as real as as the gospel, as something worth hanging on to. And and what Catherine told me is that you know they'll be having conversations about feminism or about you know International Women's Day, and and the young boys will go, why do women get a day, you know, and they, they really can't get their head around feminism or you know why feminism might be needed, you know, all they see in these conversations, and this is partly to do with with the Tate rhetoric. Is they, they're just seeing a seeding of their own privilege, really, and and the fact that their own privilege is being taken away. So, you know, it it's slightly problematic and the, and the teachers that I spoke to basically said, "Yeah, I can't get any respect out of these kids. They sit in a certain way and you know, they 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 completely dismiss me. They don't even talk to their female classmates." And you know, I've seen in the last week a couple of, you know, teachers both here and in the UK talking out about how, you know, tate's rhetoric has real-world consequences, you know, especially in an educational setting.
2: Can we talk about some of his beliefs? I mean, you spoke about the feminism, but there's also some serious questions around what he believes, around rape, around disability. I mean, one of the quotes that I saw was, if my woman replies to another man on Instagram, she's out the fucking door. Mm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the anger in it as much as anything I think is quite frightening. So a
1: woman can't go around people and pretend it's the same as a man running around f***ing people it's absolutely not the same if i a man can only cheat if he loves someone else if i have a woman who i truly love and i go out and, f*** and i come back to her and i don't care about her and i only love my girl that's not cheating that's exercise if she even talks to a dude is cheating because females are emotionally invested
3: yeah, I mean, the other quotes that I've seen, you know, I would not see my infidelity nearly 1% as disgusting as female infidelity. I mean, try and explain that one to me. And he's also been quoted as saying, I always park in disabled spaces. I'm not a bad person. I'm a quick person. So, you know, I, I do find and, you know, he does say some absolutely very controversial things about rape. He he thinks that rape victims must bear responsibility for their attacks. And he says that he only dates women who are in their late teens so that he can make an imprint on them. That one in particular makes
2: my stomach
3: churn. Oh, I I feel queasy even just saying it. I mean, it's it's chilling in the extreme, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, what happens is young kids, he will say, I'm sure and Andrew Tate would say, this is all done in jest. This is all part of the, the persona. Let's not take it too seriously. However, if you're a 13 year old boy, you do not have the skills to figure out that nuance. You're not going to know what is real and what is false. And you're just going to take all of it at, at face value, really. Tanya, do we know why
2: men are so attracted to this kind of rhetoric and the ideas that Andrew Tate is putting out there?
3: Yeah, well, I, I spoke to Debbie Ging, who's an associate professor of digital media and gender at DCU, who's who's had a research interest in in toxic masculinity in the manosphere uh, for a long time, you know. And I mean, she will will talk about a number of factors, you know. Um, men find are finding their gender identity in flux, and and they're going to gravitate towards this hyper masculine posturing, you know. Um, and there's been this sort of anti-feminist backlash that's been there as well since Me Too. You know, there's there's this idea growing in, in certain spheres that women have too much power now and, and men are being vilified. And, you know, there's also this thinking that, you know, feminism, you know, as it was kind of making strides in the 90s was a great thing. It's done its job. And now we can all just go back to being kind of stereotypically feminine and masculine. And, you know, I mean, Debbie also mentioned that, you know, Neoliberalism capitalism has, you know, uh, in, you know, destroyed workers unions and eroded the social safety net. And that's fine. You know, but the traditional markers of masculinity, which would be, you know, um, property ownership, a great career, a success, marriage. They're they're no longer readily available. and And I think a lot of men, young boys, might feel a sense of aggrieved entitlement about that. He's presenting himself as this sort of maverick, this, you know, this anti-hero, which is very appealing. He's showing them a way to sort of regain power and control um, and it's predominantly over women. Do
2: you think some of the issue is that a lot of this is happening behind screens? It's happen- happening privately. So like you said, parents don't know, maybe girlfriends don't know what boyfriends are watching. Is that part of the issue here and how Andrew Tate has been allowed
3: to thrive? Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of parents will say, I've put parental controls onto my kid's phone. I know what they're doing on Snapchat. You really don't, you know. I mean, and I think the sooner that parents acknowledge this the better you know i mean most parents that i know of kids that age will swear up and down the street that they see exactly what their their kids are looking at online however what happens when they go to someone else i mean the the bad stuff always happens in someone else's house you know if you've got a group of five boys together i mean let's not sit around and believe that they're going to be sitting there looking at harry potter memes or whatever you know i mean Boys are curious, rightly so. I mean, that's that's entirely their right, you know, and they have the technology to save that curiosity. But the onus is on parents to to really kind of um, not get complacent about this stuff. And just because you have a couple of features on a phone does not mean you're out of the woods here.
2: Is the algorithm on TikTok and YouTube part of the problem as well? I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't know who Andrew Tate was last year and then he started coming up on my youtube feed and i watched a video because i wanted to know what was going on and then it got to the stage where i was being shown it constantly now I've, I've i've corrected that now because i was trying to tell the algorithm no i'm really not interested in this but if if you have show a little bit of interest in what andrew tate has to say or you might even agree with what sure. he is saying that's a huge problem you're going to be served his content a lot
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the experts online will say that there has been a blatant attempt to manipulate the algorithm and and to artificially boost his content. And what that means, I suppose, for young lads is that if they just see it as the centre of their of their content feed at all times and and then it does bring on an entirely new emphasis.
2: So is Tate an outlier or do you think there are more like
3: that out there? I mean, in the in the in in writing the piece that I had have written for for this weekend's newspaper, a number of other names did come up, you know, among educators, parents, and 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 experts who deal in this realm. And I mean, you'll remember Julian Blanc. Who was a pickup artist, who um was denied an Irish visa to to um appear here on his world tour. Um, there's Roosh V, you know, who would also, he's a blogger who also would say he's a pickup artist, by which I mean, you know, they offer men uh tips and tricks on how to to land women, psychological tips and tricks. And and again, their content isn't necessarily all that healthy or all that progressive, you know, it can be very um retrograde, you know, back to that whole kind of, you know, women should know their place kind of way, you know. And I mean, unfortunately, there are, you know, young boys who, for whom they, you know, that will just appeal hugely. They're they're without purpose, they're out, without direction and they hear this sort of stuff and it just, it rings a bell and uh, it just strikes a note with them. Is there a worry that this could
2: continue to grow or do you think now that we're talking about it, that the media are talking about it, we're having a podcast, you know, that there is discussions happening, like I mentioned, politicians are talking about it now. Is this going to help in terms of just getting awareness out there that this content is available and available to children?
3: Well, look, I think it's great because it means that parents and educators are finally, you know, possibly on the same page and will be making more concerted efforts to address this with, with young boys. However, I do think in terms of the idea of toxic masculinity or fragile masculinity, I mean, uh, that's going absolutely nowhere. I mean, that is a confluence of some humongous technological, cultural, economic factors that we're just we're just not going to break down anytime soon, you know, and it's it's probably only going to get worse, and the far right has sort of co-opted the 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 you know the misogynistic rhetoric um, for its own kind of gains, and and it's it's being remarkably successful in that. So unfortunately, I I just think you know this is possibly the the beginning. Unfortunately.
2: My thanks to Tanya Sweeney for joining me today. I'm Tabitha Monahan, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced by Gareth Mulhall, researched by JJ Clark, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Clips from ABC News, Talk TV, Channel Five, Hustlers University, Andrew Tate, Social Media, Sky News, News Nation, and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, make sure to like, follow, and leave us a review. If you've been affected by anything in this podcast, you can find help at independent.ie forward slash helplines.
3: When you get an Irish Independent digital subscription, you don't just
2: get access to the news at your fingertips. For a limited time, you'll also receive a €75 O'Neill's gift card. So what are you waiting for? Get the whole kit and caboodle.
3: Visit independent.ie forward slash subscribe today. Irish Independent. Terms and conditions apply.